Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Yes, thank God we do have a glorious future. Thank God we do have a wonderful hope. Thank God for the hope of the church. Thank God for the hope of the coming of the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the hope that we have of seeing our loved ones and friends again. Thank God for that. And it is a blessed hope. And we rejoice in it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagen on his teaching, Christ the Deliverer, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. Know everything that Jesus bought, everything that he secured, belongs to us today just as much as it did to them then. Because it said God so loved the world. Didn't say he so loved that generation or the world that then was. It said he so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son. That not only includes salvation, that includes everything that Jesus bought. Well, then I was reading after another minister. and He thought he had it figured out. He's going to try to prove, you see, that healings and, and all isn't for us nowadays. And so he said, well, now it's true, all right. That that scripture is there, that it said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. But he said, of course, we haven't entered into the full fullness of our redemption yet. And of course, in a sense, he's right, all right. Our body hasn't been redeemed yet, and that's true. Thank God the time's coming when we are going to have a new body. But he said we're going to reap the benefits of being delivered from sickness and disease during the millennium. Then we can reap the benefits of being redeemed from sickness and disease. And I thought when I read that, well, that won't do the church any good then. This part of redemption then would never help the church. Now remember, there are going to be natural people there during the millennium, all right. But, and it would help them, all right. But uh, we're going to have, at that time, a body that couldn't be sick anyhow. Are you hearing me? Because before that takes place, the dead in Christ are going to be raised. They'll have a resurrected body. And we which are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment in a twinkle of an eye. And we'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so we'll have a body that couldn't be sick anyway. And I thought as I read that, isn't that strange that poor old God didn't know that? And he had Jesus to bear something for us that we never could enjoy because we couldn't have been sick anyway. No, friends, thank God deliverance belongs to us now. Not in some far off day over yonder somewhere sometime. Amen. Yes, thank God we do have a glorious future. Thank God we do have a wonderful hope. Thank God for the hope of the church. Thank God for the hope of the coming of the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the hope that we have of seeing our loved ones and friends again. Thank God for that. And it is a blessed hope. And we rejoice in it. Thank God we don't have to delegate all of God's blessings to the future. Praise the Lord. No, that deliverance will not come in heaven that he's speaking of here are in the millennium you won't need it then 
We won't need it at least then. Praise God. We can have deliverance now, this moment, in this life. Praise the Lord. For Jesus has already purchased healing for the body as well as the salvation of our spirit or soul or inner man. Praise God. For it is written here in Matthew 8, 17 that himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And Isaiah the 53rd chapter and the 5th verse of course said, stated that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Praise God. And so we rejoice in it. Now you know, there's not any need of splitting hairs and fussing about uh, and fixing the blame about who is responsible and who isn't responsible and who's sinned, who hasn't when it comes to sick and disease. Bless God, this just preached the fact that healing belongs to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but recently the Lord quickened something to me and though I knew it was there all the time, I saw it in a new light. You know it's strange, isn't it? How the scriptures that we've known and quoted for 20 years or 25 years, a quarter of a century, many of us have preached and they brought a thrill to us. But isn't it wonderful that after these many years, some of these same scriptures can be quickened to us anew and, and bring a new thrill? Isn't that right? I was preaching this summer eight weeks, revival in the city of Houston. And so in, uh, in connection with praying with a certain individual, actually a certain individual had, uh, had uh, wanted to talk to me and so I made an appointment to meet him at a certain time at the church. And so as I went my way to meet him there and to talk with him, and, and this man needed healing all right, and then there's another case involved that both of them are very similar, and really I'm sort of putting the two of them together to tell this. And so as I went my way, I, uh, I realized in dealing with this man, he'd been saved for a number of years and actually a member of Assemblies of God Church for a great number of years. Oh, when I say a great number of years, I mean 30 years or more, 35 years possibly, because he was a man in his 60s, and I think he said he'd, uh, he'd been in ever since he was about 30 years of age or a little before, so he had to be in some 30 some odd years. And yet he was sick and had been for years and hadn't been able to receive healing, it seemed. And, uh, and I'll say this, thank God he did receive healing all right. But he just, uh, he, he just felt like, you know, that he had been a failure in times past in life and had sinned. Well, as you talk to him, he couldn't just put his finger on something and said, well, now I've committed this sin and I've committed that sin. I've done this terrible deed. But, you know, just in that category that I, oh, I just feel like I've been such a failure, you know. And, and I've sinned. And, and so he wanted to leave the impression he didn't know whether God would, uh, would heal him or not because he had sinned. But somewhere or another, the scripture said there in James 5, 14, and it was quickened to me, and I gave it to him, and it helped him. And he did receive healing. And he was in serious condition. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Now listen. And if, I don't know why, I'd preached and emphasized about the, the, the prayer of faith to save the sick and focused my attention there. But it says, and if he has committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? Well, now you see this man just sure that he had sinned. 
and that uh, he wasn't going to get healed because he'd sinned, because he'd failed, been such a failure. But through the word of God, we was able to help him. Then this other case come up with this other individual, and I sort of entertained the thought myself. I thought, well, I don't know whether the Lord's going to heal that guy or not. <laughs> Amen. You know, I don't know whether to pray for sure or not. Now, now these thoughts bother sometimes. Because he's failed and he's turned right around and, and, and stumbled over the same stumbling stone again and again and again and again. Just done the same thing. Looked like it, if it's something else, it'd be something but the same thing. So as I was driving the car towards the church, you see, again the Lord said to me, he said, uh, do you think that I would uh, require you to do something that I wouldn't do? And immediately I spoke up. I didn't know he was going to get me in a corner, you know. And immediately I spoke up and said, well, Lord, no, Lord, I'm sure you wouldn't because if you required to me, in other words, would say to me, you do something that I wouldn't do, I think that'd sort of be unjust. Well, then he asked me again. He said, do you think that I would require you to be more forgiving than I am? Or do you think that I would require you to forgive when I wouldn't forgive? I didn't know what he's getting to that. And I said, no, I don't think you would. Well, he said, you remember when I was on the earth and Peter said to me one day, now, Master, he said, if my brother sins against me, how oft should I forgive him till seven times? And said, I said, no, not till seven times, but I said, you seven times seventy. Well, seven times seventy would be 490 times. And if I understand that correctly, putting in with some other scripture that's along the same line, that means in one day. And I began to see what he was getting to. He was, he, he knew that in the state I was in, I couldn't help that fella because I was about ready to condemn him myself. And said, that poor fella, I don't know. He's just messed up so much and just keeps sinning, doing wrong, and stumbling over this. Thing. I knew his heart, you know, was tender toward God, all right, but just seems to keep falling over that same thing. And I said, no, Lord, I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. That wouldn't be right for you to ask me. And I know he's asked us as a church and Peter and the disciples and any of us to, if you wouldn't forgive, you wouldn't require us to do something you wouldn't do. It wouldn't be right. Well, all right, then he said. And then he quickened that scripture to me again. I'd used it to help the other fellow, you see. But in sort of to let it get away from me. I didn't, I was sort of, I tell you the truth about it. Tell you the real truth about it. I was almost of the opinion not to help this guy. I guess maybe sort of condemn him or, or, or something, you know, or sort of <laughs> punish him for his wrongdoing. So the Lord said, pointed out to me, that not only was healing available to that man, but the forgiveness of his sins. That he had said, not only will the prior faith save the sick, but if he has committed sins, and it didn't say sin, it said sins, in the plural, they shall be forgiven him. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the mini book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, You Can Have What You Say. The next item is the four CD series from Kenneth Hagan, Winning in the Time of Trouble. And finally, the slimline book entitled, You Can Make It. All of these items are for the special price of $21.95. 
That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Call to Arms Men's Conference. Yeah, so. me, and, me and Craig. Well, uh, you and Denise have just had your, your ladies' conference. Yes, yes. And if you don't know who Denise is, that's our daughter. And Craig is my son. And he and I are hosting the Call to Arms Men's Conference. That's right. That's and November the 7th through the 9th. Yeah, and I'll be speaking. Craig will be speaking. Joe Cohen will be speaking. Kenneth Estrada. Jonathan Moran, Joe McGee, and Matt Sharon. It is going to be right. great. And also, we have put in there so you can bring your high schoolers with you, 16 through senior in yes. high school. Yes. Uh, you can come with your father and for a special prize. And for some of you that are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, Jonathan Moran is going to have a special session talking right. about young adults and mm-hmm. how to deal with the world we're living in today. Yes. It's going to be great. Hey, you are going to want to be there. That's right. So ladies, go and register your husband and your son uh, because you know the men don't do it, so you go register for them. And then get, go and get them a hotel room. That's and, right. And <laughs> do all the details because you know they're not detailed people, so we have to do it for them. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on Christ the Deliverer. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for more great resources. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.